Lions were given a dose of oxytocin to see how much they can love. A Southwest air passenger was arrested for masturbating four times during a flight. And a researcher claims that mushrooms can communicate with each other using words. These are the weird stories for Thursday on the Weird AF News podcast, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian inside a closet. It's pretty hot right now, too. Hey, man, we're plowing through. Let's do it. Scientists give lions the love chemical oxytocin just to see what would happen. And because they have too much money and they're bored. There's not enough problems out there for scientists to solve. So let's see what happens when we give lions some love juice. My guess is they're going to massage each other to some James Blake music. But let's see what actually happened. So scientists gave some lions a dose of the love hormone oxytocin to see what impact it would have on this vulnerable predator. Oxytocin is a hormone that in humans is associated with childbirth, bonding, and breastfeeding. In animals, research over recent decades suggests that oxytocin can play a role in social bonding. For example, Research published in 2017 showed that injecting wild seals with oxytocin made them friendlier toward one another. Oh, we're just trying to get the lions to get along. Maybe they're, maybe they're having some rough patches these days because of the pandemic. Oh, they're probably arguing. Oh, you're not vaxxed. I'm vaxxed. You should get vaxxed. Oh, you're an anti-vaxxer. I'm a pro-vaxxer. You know how lions can be. The lion numbers are currently plummeting. Did you know that? Estimated only 20,000 left in the world. How sad. Maybe pour some money into not finding out what love chemicals do to them and like pour some money into protecting them. How about that? (laughs) Like pour some money into arresting the people that are poaching these beautiful creatures in the wild. Put some money into tracking down and arresting the people who are selling these animals to squirrely individuals in places like Texas and Florida. How about that? That seems like money well spent to me rather than how they react to a love chemical. How about save their lives before the love chemical comes into play? (laughs) So silly to me. The lions are hunted by humans in retaliation for attacks on livestock and people, it seems, as well as preemptively to protect those living nearby. The species, of course, is targeted by trophy hunters as well. It says here lion conservation efforts often involve the relocation of of lions from areas where they are, are at risk from humans, as well as their reintroduction into parks but lions are an aggressive predator and they're highly territorial this means bringing a new individual into an area where lions are already present can be risky oh it sounds like this is actually helpful towards saving the population because you can reintegrate them into a place where lions would have been aggressive towards the new lions but maybe with some oxytocin you know what i mean they'll all just gather around and rub each other and stare at a candle Give them some of that love juice and play some EDM music, man. Scientists from the University of Minnesota wanted to see if this oxytocin could promote the social bonding among the lions, as it does with other species, apparently. In their experiment at a wildlife reserve in South Africa, researchers lured lions to a wire fence with chunks of meat. Once close enough, they would spray oxytocin up their noses. Wow, you can get oxytocin in a spray? Oh, man. I want to spray myself with that. It'd be pretty cool. Before I go on a date, spray my face with oxytocin. I'm really feeling a bond between us. I really am. <laughs> She's like, uh, we just sat down, sir. <laughs> 
Now, findings showed that the 23 lions that were sprayed oxytocin were more tolerant of the other lions and were less territorial. We have a quote from one of these nerds that did this. You can see their lion's features soften immediately. They go from wrinkled and aggressive to like a totally calm demeanor. They totally chill out. It's amazing. That sounds like it works. They should have sprayed that lion in the face with the oxytocin that took out that Siegfried and Roy guy. Could have used some oxytocin between them. They also experimented with the lions playing with a ball after the oxytocin. They played from about 22 feet to 11 feet, suggesting that they became more tolerant of one another and became closer. Once food was introduced, the effects of the oxytocin disappeared, though. Well, because the food's around. When a lion's hungry, man, get out of the way. No, that's when your friendship goes away. (laughs) Lion's like, oh, we were friends? No, I don't think so. I'm hungry. And when I'm hungry, I don't have friends. When I'm hungry, my friend is your elbow. I'm going to chew on it. These scientists also noticed some other fascinating behavior surrounding the roar of the lions. It says, rather than roar in response to another lion's roar, they remain silent after having the oxytocin. Usually, playing a roar is like pushing a button in the lion's territorial response, but oxytocin pretty much turned all that off. They weren't territorial really anymore, we noticed. Now, the researchers hope that using oxytocin will assist them in rescuing lions from circuses and war zones and relocating them. The hope is it'll translate to animals being relocated into the wild easily, helping them to become more inclined to their new social environments so they're more curious, so they're less fearful, less territorial, leading to more successful bonding in their new environment. So this is extremely helpful. I know up up top I made fun of the scientists, but this actually seems like a very useful way to spend your time. Anything that saves our wonderful wildlife that's just kind of disappearing, uh, I think is is a very fruitful endeavor. I think we should also give oxytocin to house cats as well because, uh, well, they're just not very friendly in general. You know, cats have never been pleased to see me. Dogs, on the other hand, they run right up to you. They're like, hey, you're home. I missed you. The cat comes out two hours later like, oh, hey, what's up, man? Oh, you live here? Yeah. Yeah, I was licking my butt in the other room. I didn't. I didn't. Even, I heard you come in, but I really don't give a damn. Are you gonna feed me or what? Shut up. A Southwest airline passenger was arrested for masturbating four times during a flight. A man on Southwest Air is uh, facing some federal charges for pulling down his drawers and touching himself at least four times in front of a female passenger, beginning shortly after takeoff. Antonio Sherrod McGarity is this maniac, this terrible individual. He was arrested by the officers from the Phoenix Police Department when the Southwest Airline landed at the Sky Harbor International Airport on Saturday. Uh, McGarity told the police that he didn't do anything wrong and, in fact, quote, thought it was kind of kinky. Yeah, that's a big problem. (laughs) You're terrorizing somebody and you think it's kinky. Are you okay, bro? Oh, man, these flights are just filled with degenerates, man. Just, I feel so bad for the employees on these flights. And the passengers as well. Man, you got to carry a taser with you on a flight. They don't let you bring it on the flight. Can we open it up? You know, where you can bring a little personal weapon? You know, you have a personal carry-on. How about you also have a personal weapon? 
Hi, yes, we uh, we allow a carry-on and a personal weapon. What is yours? Oh, a baseball bat. That's a wonderful one. Um, yeah, because a man might try to masturbate on the on the flight. You can't you can't tell what they're gonna do. Um, they get a little rowdy sometimes. This, some people get very very drunk before they board a plane. They're on some sort of substances, or they're just a flat out Floridian. You never know what they're gonna do. So you need to arm yourself. I understand. Your uh, your carry-on weapon has to be less than three feet long, and <laughs> it can't it can't be uh, deadly. It just has to be effective enough to stun the masturbator or the person on the flight that's uh, acting inappropriate. They don't even let the flight attendants have a little weapon, do they? They should. They should at least have pepper spray. Now, the article goes into the details of how it went down, but you can imagine. I don't have to discuss it in detail. He was seated next to a female. He started touching himself early on in the three-hour flight. Um, the woman that was seated next to him, noticed the lewd and lascivious behavior. Lascivious behavior. She began taking photos uh, when he fell asleep after touching himself for roughly an hour. An hour? He was... uh, Unbelievable how you could go an hour and nobody stops you? None of the employees saw this. An hour goes by. You don't hit that little button above you, lady. You hit the ding and you get him to come by and then all you gotta do is be like, look at at my left, my left. F-lay, F-lay. Asturbation may. <laughs> the female passenger, oh, it says, did tell a crew member about it, but what, after an hour? She said uh, what she had witnessed was terrible. She was allowed to move to another seat. Here's our solution to you, ma'am. Just sit somewhere else. He's probably going to keep touching himself. This is what they do. We can't stop them. Apparently, this McGarity fella was interviewed by the FBI. Uh, he claimed that he asked the female witness if she minded if he masturbated. According to him, the female witness put up her hands in the air and said, it really doesn't matter. Oh, is that what she is that how she reacted? <laughs> it really doesn't matter. No, it matters. You're on Southwest, not spirit. Of course it matters. It's not <laughs> spirit's a really a low end uh, airline, if you don't know. OK. Now, uh, sadly, this doesn't just happen with the passengers. Last year, a Southwest Airlines pilot was arrested and charged with exposing his genitals during a 2020 flight from Philly to Orlando. That incident was not witnessed by passengers, but I, I assume the co-pilot had to had to bear the brunt of that. <laughs> You're flying and your pilot just whips out his genitals. Okay, all right. Hey, hey, hey. Southwest there, baby. All right, doing it. Yay! Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A researcher claims that mushrooms communicate with one another using up to 50 words. It's the sound of science. Oh, mushrooms talk. Did you guys know that? I knew that because if I eat enough mushrooms, yeah, they talk to me. (laughs) Now, the article begins with a scene buried in a forest litter sprouting from trees. Fungi might give the impression of being silent in relatively self-contained organisms, but a new study suggests they may be able to communicate 
They may be very chatty, as a matter of fact. Mathematical analysis of the electrical signals that fungi seemingly send to one another has identified some patterns that bear a striking structural similarity to human speech. Previous research has suggested that fungi conduct electrical impulses through long underground filamentous structures called hi-fi, similar to how nerve cells transmit information in the human body. It has even shown that the firing rate of these impulses increases when the hi-fi of wood-digesting fungi come into contact with wooden blocks, raising the possibility that maybe fungi use this electrical language to share information about foods or injury with distant parts of themselves or, or with hi-fi-connected partners such as the trees. But do these trains of electrical activity have anything in common with human language? Oh, let's find out in the sound of science. Now we have an investigator, Professor Andrew Adam, Adamat, Adamat, I can't say it, moving on. He's at the University of the West of England's Unconventional Computing Laboratory in Bristol. He an analyzed the patterns of electrical spikes that were generated by four species of fungi. He did this by inserting tiny microelectrodes into substrates colonized by their patchwork of hi-fi threads and their mycelia. Here's a quote from this nerd. We do not know if there is a direct relationship between spiking patterns and fungi and human speech. Possibly not. On the other hand, there, may, there are many similarities in information processing in living substrates or different classes, families, and species. I was just curious to compare. The research was published in the Royal Society Open Science. Yes, the Royal Society. They found that these spikes often clustered in trains of activity resembling vocabularies of up to 50 words and that the distribution of these fungal word lengths closely matched those of human languages. So what's going on here? Are the mushrooms communicating? Well, I'm sure they're communicating. They're part of a network. These plant networks are very sophisticated. Did you know that uh, in some tree networks like if one of the trees is uh, ruined or injured the other trees together underground using their root network will will siphon or or shift over nutrients to that damaged tree they, somehow they know that one of their buddies is hurt down the line and they can do that they're a lot more intelligent than you think guys all you vegans out there you think you're just oh plants don't have a soul i can eat them Karma-free. Yeah, well, they do have a soul. They're pretty intelligent, after all. And apparently they can speak. Now, of course, this is just the beginning stage of research into the mushroom language. Other scientists would like to see some more evidence before they're willing to accept this as a form of language. Other types of pulsing behavior has been previously recorded in fungal networks, though, such as pulsating nutrient transport. Oh, I was just alluding to the transport of nutrients. This is possibly caused by rhythmic growth as fungi forage for the food. Wow, very exciting on the mushroom frontier. I myself am a big fan of mushrooms. They are delicious. I even like mushrooms on my pizza. I know some people are against that. They're not as against it as people seem to be when it comes to pineapple on a pizza. Many people hate that. I like mushroom and pineapple together. I know, I'm out of my mind. And now that I know the mushrooms might be speaking, they might have a message for me. I'm going to put my ear right up to my slice of pizza before I eat it. What are you saying? What are you saying? Eat me. I'm delicious. I got a Jones in my bones. Jones. I got a Jones in my bones. 
What's up, y'all? How are you today? Hope you're having a lovely Thursday. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Weird AF News as we plow through towards 2,000 episodes. Why not? I can't think of a better way to spend my life than just recording these weird stories in a damn closet. <laughs> oh, I need therapy! Anyways, uh, it's good to be here. I'm a little caffeinated. Not going to lie, I had a little nicotine. All right, I'm just trying to do whatever I can to get through, guys. <laughs> hey. Sometimes life hands you something called exhaustion, and you got to just figure it out. Figure it out. Uh, I got a couple phone calls I'm going to publish after this, so stick around for that. If you'd like to call the show because you dig it, 646-450-2012. Also, I should let you know, you can call the show even if you don't dig it. You can also reach out to me via the email, funnyjones at gmail.com. Tomorrow's Friday. It's a Friday episode, so we're going to do Florida Friday as we do every Friday. We do weird news just from the state of Florida. So if you come across any weird Florida stuff from this week, do not hesitate. Send it on over to me at the email or go to weirdafnews.com where you can click on them. There's a couple links there that you can submit a story to me as well. Just send the link, please. And, um, Please have it be from Florida. I would appreciate that. Please have it be somewhat recent, too. I can't do anything with the Florida story from 2013. But I like them, though. They're still fun. But like, keep it, keep it kind of current. Appreciate you guys. If you'd like to support the show because you think what I'm doing deserves a little bit of, little bit of crust, as they say. A little scratch. A little bread. You know what I mean? That's how old jazz musicians used to call. Used to call money. And they used to go, hey, a little bit of bread. Little bit of, yeah, hook me up with some crust. <laughs> right? No, just me? Okay. I'm just having a good time over here, guys. Anyways, go to my Patreon. That's a way to support the show. Patreon! That's where you guys can uh, give Jonesy like a cup of coffee a month. Just a couple bucks. Pretty cool. Do you get a good feeling, too? Do you guys want to get into heaven? Yeah. Well, support me on the Patreon. That's how you get into heaven, clearly. There's a space in, in hell just for people who listen to the podcast every day that never join the Patreon. There's a, there's a whole circle of hell for that. Have you guys read Dante's Inferno? They describe it within that. I think it's like the 17th circle of hell. It's pretty deep. It's a pretty big sin. <laughs> not supporting your favorite podcast. I'm uh, Probably not your favorite podcast. I'm just happy to be part of your lineup, to be honest with you. I'm just happy to be tolerated, to be honest with you. I think that's a big win in life. If you could just get through life and be tolerated, wow, aren't you doing something? You know, If you can get through life without taking out your genitals on a flight or in other public places, I think that's a big win. How sad. How sad. We're setting the bar low, guys. I just want <laughs> I just want a friend that hasn't took, taken out their genitals in public, setting the bar low. Well, guys, I've never taken my genitals out in public, so why not support me? Patreon.com slash weirdafnews or go to weirdafnews.com and click on the Patreon link. We'll see you tomorrow for Florida Friday. Don't forget, you got to be there with me. I need you. Like a flower needs the rain, you know I need you. America, anybody like that band? Hey, Jonesy, uh, I'm just calling to say that I'm one of the idiots that fell for your April Fool's joke about you going to Florida, moving to Florida. I'm like, why would he have Florida Fridays and then move out there? That makes no sense. Like, it, it makes no sense. But anyway, you got me. You got me good. And um, also, I just want to say um, thank you for your podcast. That's actually one of uh, the podcasts I listen to every morning before I go to work. And um, I'm a mail carrier, so our job is not easy. So listening to your podcast, making me laugh before I go to work, is uh, really helps out a lot. And um, you know what? People want to complain and talking about you making jokes and stuff while you do the news. Hello, you're a comedian doing a podcast in a closet.
Like, of course you're going to make jokes. Like, I mean, don't, I, I just don't understand why they would think that uh, you're not going to make a joke. You're a comedian, and it's talking about weird news, stuff that's, like, funny, that doesn't make any sense. Like, what? Like, this stuff really happens, so of course you're going to make a joke out of it. So, whatever, don't worry about what those people say. Keep doing what you're doing, and uh, good life, good luck with your life, man. Oh, I must say I really like your podcast. Keep it on, bro. Keep it on.